It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. And welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610K. When a, it's hour number two in your Monday afternoon. The phone number is 547-1610 via email, 610K1A.com. The bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. We're on Twitter at bottom line 610, parlor the bottom line 610. And on the free mobile app at Google Play and also at the Apple stores. Robin Ed with you. And um, we will give you the latest counts, COVID-19, over the weekend. Um, we will put out there that um, they did have a disclaimer on their website that maintenance resulted in an interruption in processing lab reports, 4.30 p.m. Sunday. Uh, Lower case counts may be reflective of including labs entering into the system by 4.30 and not 11.59 as usual. The interruption was addressed, and lab reports are now flowing into the system as expected, uh, and that the state is looking at the numbers and double-checking them to make sure that they are good to go. Um, Which may explain some of the numbers that we saw released earlier this afternoon. Yes, and DOH is reviewing today's morning case numbers as the number appears lower than expected, and they will provide an update when the review is complete. So... We'll let you know what Saturday's numbers were. They were 30 in Benton County and 46 in Franklin County. The Sunday numbers, which were impacted by that interruption, were 6 in Benton County and 8 in Franklin County. And today, uh, Benton County was at 9 and Franklin County was at 16. But again, today and yesterday's numbers are being reviewed because of the interruption and uh, also... Uh, because the case numbers appeared lower than expected for today, so they are going to look at those. I would Uh, imagine when they do their report tomorrow, either they'll leave those case counts, you know, the ones that were made up after the glitch was fixed, they'll either leave them in Tuesday's count and we'll have a higher than normal count, or they'll have some sort of an announcement that, you know, updated numbers from Sunday and Monday are X. I would think you would see that. I mean, they've, they were, they've been pretty detailed in uh, the explanations for the numbers, so I would think that they would do an updated Sunday count, an updated Monday count, and then a Tuesday count, so as there not to be any confusion, thinking that one day was all of a sudden we had a spike when they could be Monday numbers right. that were in there. So I would I would think that they would put out the three days as far as um, updated numbers in a, in a, in a breakout so that everybody will look at it and go, okay, this is what was, what was reflected. But I mean, we're, we're still heading in the right direction. Yes, we are single digits. Yeah. That I'm sure there was a few eyebrow raising. Sure. I was like, Oh, is this really real? I'm hoping that those that today's numbers has come back accurate after Uh, they look at or, or very fixed. Very little. That would be, that would be nice. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, Sparky Umatilla. I'm surrounded by about uh, 12 chickens. Hey, can I pull up a, a Ronald Reagan? Go ahead. 
Governor Governor Inslee and Brown tear down those closed closed signs. Okay, I'll let you go. Appreciate the call. Five four seven one six ten is the number, and yeah, you know it's it, it to me it feels like the trend is moving in the right direction. You know, even though school in person school isn't going to start on time. You just get the sense that that kids are not going to have to remote learn very long uh, before things get turned around. The case counts are doing better. Um, you know, you just get a sense that, uh, you know, we have turned the corner and, and we hope that there isn't another spike. You know, we can hope for that. But it does seem to be in the home stretch. At least that's my feeling. I don't know. Maybe I don't know that I've ever been accused of being overly positive, but uh, but that's that's just how I feel, I guess. Now, of course, an area that is seeing some uptick is in the north central part of the state. Mm-hmm. Okanagan, Chelan, Douglas, they're seeing a little bit of a tick up and the governor will be in Wenatchee tomorrow um, for a series of meetings similar to what he did here. Yeah. You mean uh, you mean a public scolding is what he'll be up there for. <clears throat> public scolding or whatever. Uh, so we'll, we'll follow that and uh, see exactly what the governor's going to say in that regard. But he's been very quiet about Benton, Franklin, and Yakima counties recently, which is good. Well, he did, you know, last week, what was it, Thursday or Friday, he decided to show himself um, and he did, he, he, he heaped accolades on Yakima County because they had drastically cut their daily counts, um, and didn't really say much about Benton and Franklin, but you know, Yakima was clearly in the worst possible place. And now they're into a more manageable place. And I guess that one of the questions that I have and something we, we may or may not ever know, um, you know, I'm not a I'm not necessarily an anti-masker. You know, Karen, don't call the show and get mad. Uh, I'm not necessarily against that, but these these downturns in cases, even in Benton and Franklin County, we're being told it's because of increased mask use, and it could very well be. I'm not saying that it's not, but could it also be the natural course of the virus? You know, it started later in eastern Washington than it did western Washington. And we we did see a little bit of, you know, a plateau or even a downward turn when everyone was staying home. But then once the rules were relaxed a little bit, then cases all around the state started to go up. And, you know, so now our cases are, are starting to plateau and even maybe just maybe start a downward trend. Is that the natural course of this virus? I don't know that anybody knows. Or is it because of masking or both? I don't know that I'm ready to stand behind either uh, thing is, you know, to point to, well, it's the masks. Everyone's wearing masks. And that's why the cases are going down. Maybe, maybe, or part of it. I'm just not convinced it's the entire reason. Five four seven one six ten. if you'd like to join the conversation, 509 509- Five four seven one six ten. You can email us too by going to the website six ten kona dot com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. So hopefully the uh, 
we'll see what happens with the with the counts um, tomorrow. If there's any wiggle room, or I'm glad they found any, what yeah. the issue was and they yeah. corrected it. So. And and they told us what the issue was. Yeah. So that's transparency is good. Absolutely, it's all we ask for is transparency. All we ask for, uh, and we are waiting on the final numbers uh, from the election for Benton County. Franklin County is slated to do a count at six o'clock tonight. Uh, so we will not have those numbers to you to be able to update for Franklin County. We'll do that for you tomorrow, which is certification day. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, hi. My name's Laurel, and I am in Kennewick. What's on your mind? Well, yeah, we were talking about the virus, and um, yeah, I was noticing that I didn't feel that people were complying very well with the wearing of masks, especially initially. And uh, I just feel that when things like this happen, our citizens really need to take it seriously and try to cooperate as much as possible with the efforts of government officials trying to help the situation. We don't have all the answers. Even they didn't have all the answers. But um, it just stands to reason that if you're not breathing on people very hard, that you're probably not going to transmit a airborne disease as readily as if you are. So I just really want to encourage people to cooperate with things like that when those things occur. Also, it's a little bit strange. Um, Another unanswered question about how this virus flourishes is that Benton County had much more uh, trouble with cases than Thurston County. Uh, Benton and Franklin are about the same size as Thurston County, but Thurston County hardly had any events at all, whereas we had, you know, quite a goodly amount so that's something I hope research is going to be able to to reveal just why that is. I don't know if it – well, I don't want to make any suggestions. I don't want to start a rumor. But anyway, I, I thought that was interesting because the population was almost the same. Appreciate but Thank the you call, for your call. And you could put Spokane in that category as well because at the beginning, Spokane wasn't showing a lot of cases either uh, based on their population. Mm-hmm. I think they're the second largest city in the state. Um that they weren't showing a whole lot of cases either at the very beginning, and then they went on a bit of a run later on uh, as far as seeing an increased count. Well, Laurel, we appreciate you not wanting to start rumors. Rob and I, however, have. <laughs> and we have just we've discussed uh, you know some possibilities. Again, these are unscientific, but they're sure. they're possibilities. And you know when if you look when when the virus really started to hit here it hit the uh, senior living communities hardest and and with much veracity at the at the beginning much like it did in western washington the first documented case was in in one of those facilities so one idea that we tossed around is the tri cities has for quite a while been a great place to retire to when when your retirement is upon you. We do have an older population. That could be one of the reasons. Now, again, this, this other uh, possible reason is not necessarily one that we came up with. I mean, we, we, we talked about it, and there was some uh, possibly some merit to it because the health department um, also made mention of it. And it this isn't a bash of any kind. This is just simply... Um, you know, a larger Hispanic population. And the what the health district said 
was that maybe they didn't do a good enough job of getting the message out to the Hispanic community about the seriousness of this. And so they finally did make a concerted effort. So there are there are a few different factors, uh, Laurel, that we we talked about. And, you know, the other the other thing is, quite honestly, there is so much misinformation and moving targets with this and, and other things that I think people don't know who to believe. And what Laurel said was that, you know, she wished that people would have complied earlier. Well, when you have misinformation and people not trusting the government or health care people, it's hard to get on board in the beginning, especially if you're questioning authority. 547-1610 is the number. 509-547-1610 to be a part of the bottom line. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610, KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back in the bottom line, News Radio 610, KONA, 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved, Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance, waiting to hear from you as the only American star certified agent in the Tri-Cities. And if your business is reopened in a COVID climate, well, make sure you've got everything that you need in your insurance policy. Jason will help you do that. Not to mention, if you want to relook at your auto, your life, your homeowners, if you're a farm owner, you want to take a look at what American Family Insurance has to offer you and farms where they've been doing it for nearly 100 years, contact Jason today via his website, jasonhoag.com, 547-1610. If you would like to get involved, um, waiting on those counts to come out. Oh, well, Benton County has just put out an update. <clears throat> they counted 50 votes. Okay. Well, they're saving the last 50 for tomorrow. <laughs> saving, for, for a dramatic drum roll. Saving the last 50 for tomorrow. <laughs> just They just counted 50 of the 100 votes that were left. Uh, let me look and see if it made a difference anywhere. <laughs> I'm not sure why just 50, but uh, let's see. The the one race that really it will matter is um, in Commissioner 3, District 1. Uh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Do tell. Okay, Commissioner District 3. Um, Will McKay has 5,294 votes. Jim Beaver is 5,039. Joe Lusignan is 500. So 500? 5,000, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. 5,000. So Joe Lusignan gained one vote on Jim Beaver. The write-in votes dropped from 362 to 298. Huh. Um, maybe, I, I, I don't know. I maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Mickey Mouse couldn't verify the signature or I, something. I, I don't know. I, 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 well, Jim, Jim Beaver picked up 29 votes. Joe Lusignan would have picked up 30, 30. Okay. That's, so that's, that's 59. 59, so maybe a couple of those write-ins were... Maybe they weren't sure. 
I don't know. Maybe somebody wrote in Joe Lusignan and or maybe so, but, Jim Beaver. But I don't the know. names right there. Uh, I, don't I don't know why you'd write in a candidate whose name's right in front know, of man. you. Um, I I don't know. But the write-ins went down sixty-four votes, and it doesn't look like Will McKay gained any votes because I think he was right around fifty-two ninety-four somewhere around there. Maybe he was slightly lower, picked up a couple. But Jim Beaver is Jim Beaver picked up twenty nine because he was at five thousand and ten, and Joe Lucignan was was at forty nine seventy, and he's at an even five thousand. So um, that one is is definitely going to get a recount. But yeah, sixty two of the write in votes, uh, or sixty four of the write in votes, I should say, are out of that race. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Tracy. The one area that the votes might count is the Benton City School District vote. The Benton City School District vote. Let's see. And we will pull that one up for you. The Kai B School District Educational Programs and Operational Replacement Levy is still being rejected uh, 1,515 to 1,464. So Still close. It's but... close, but with 50 votes remaining, unless there is an adjustment, it will come up one vote short if all 50 go in that and, direction. And that, and, that, uh, and that reminds me to point out that, you know, even if 50 votes were counted today, it doesn't necessarily mean they were all in that one commissioner's district. Right. Um, I mean, they could have, yeah, it, it could, they could all have been cast in, in Kiona and Benton for, you know, yeah. and not really affected anything. I'm just using that as an example. But, yeah. and but we the, don't know where in Benton County those are for. And when you're talking about specific commissioner races, which are three, diff- three distinct districts, or a Kybee school levy that is very specific you know, those votes on hand may not change all of the different races is what I'm saying. No, that's true. I mean, there's 50 votes left. Uh, Those 50 votes, there could be none remaining that go into the replacement levy in in Kyabee. But um, it's it's just over 50 percent, just over 49 percent on the counts. 2,979 votes counted on that levy. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. you got 60 seconds. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hey, you're up. you got 60 seconds. What's up? Oh, hey. Uh, I was just curious. I'm not live, am I? Yeah. Oh. Well, I'll be darned. Hey, I'm traveling back from Spokane. I was just wondering if you guys got any info on what's going out. Maybe Coyote Ridge. Seen probably over 20 troopers from all different cities, unmarked vehicles and uh, we're not sure where they're going well we hope nobody picked up a hitchhiker that would be a bad deal we'll look into it we will check it out for you absolutely also got an email from dean and kennewick talking about the uh, covid mask situation he says or he writes remember the first thing was that was said was they uh, the masks do do not do any good i have worn a mask since the beginning because i noticed that all of the videos, uh, video news from Asia is showing people wearing masks. The other thing is that our peak seemed to come after the 4th of July demonstrations and the outsiders that came to them. That's Dean and Kennewick writes. Got to take a time out. 547 
Email us by going to the website, 610kona.com, the bottom line page. Send us your question or comment. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved, go right to the phones. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, it's Jeffrey from Pasco. In uh, reference to the guy right before the break, it I was on the same highway, and it wasn't just the state patrol. There was every entity from the Tri-Cities Police, Richland, Pasco, Kennewick, Ben Franklin Counties, all total flashing lights, Heading north, I passed them. They passed me around El Tope. Too many to count, so obviously something's going on out north somewhere. But uh, yeah, it was just a really odd sight to see all the different police departments from Tri Cities high speed with all their lights flashing, heading uh, north. On on three ninety five there. On three ninety five, I was by El Tope, and they just went by me one after another. Okay. Well, appreciate the call. We are uh, we are efforting uh, to get some more information on that, and if we. Uh, Get it in a timely fashion, we will definitely pass it along. It is a medium security facility. Yeah. And it wouldn't be the first time somebody decided to take a long walk. Well, hence that's true. Hence the reason for the signs. Don't pick up any hitchhikers. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it's not that. But I, I'm, I, we didn't hear any reports of a major accident. No. Um, no, we're reaching out to Coyote Ridge right now, and yeah. we'll 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 see what we can find out for everybody. So, uh, yeah, we'll 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 see what we get back. But it would it would lean with that kind of a presence that something of significance may have occurred, and we'll 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 keep an eye out and an ear out uh, to see if we can get some information for you to update you on that particular situation. Um, so. I don't know if you saw one of the things that uh, that happened over in Seattle that's actually quickly gained some national news, Ed. What's that? Well, there was a there was a confrontation over the weekend in Seattle uh, where a police officer was caught on video telling a Black Lives Matter protester that he was resigning from the department. Oh, and he said, "Quote, you guys won." Oh, jeez. Um, in fact, uh, during the, the conversation on the video, um, he asked the individual, the protester, are you having a good day today? The person replied, not really. You're around. The officer then responded by telling them he'd be leaving the department. You guys won two months, baby. I'm out. I'm leaving the department. You guys won protester asked how the officer felt the response i'm feeling great protester asked the officer if he could interview him he said no so what are you tired of police brutality or what are you tired of what's going on and his response was was a little hard to hear but uh uh he must have made the response that he was tired of them and all of the behavior and everything else just the whole scene yes and so you have an officer in seattle Captured on video. By the way, later on that evening, 18 people were arrested in Seattle. Um, Held against their will for 
peaceful protesters. Yes, political prisoners that were throwing bottles, rocks, and fireworks at police officers, injuring three of them. Another peaceful protest in Seattle. Um, that uh, you now have people that are telling the protesters, yeah, we're out, we're leaving. We're done. We're going to quit. So you don't have a police chief. You have police officers that are done taking the abuse. And so what are you going to be left with? I mean, they're not going to have to make any more cuts. They can just make attrition to everybody that retires. And that way they just don't rehire anybody. Yeah. So all the people that are walking, you know, the people that are walk away from the department, okay, well, there's a cut. We won't replace that job. And this is this is what... This is what's being built. This is what is. Uh, this is what you're going to have in one of the largest cities in America. Um, you're having people in law enforcement that are going to walk away from the job because they have zero support, zero backing, no one willing to do anything. And then, of course, you had a guy dragged out of a truck yesterday after people in Portland, and and nobody has been able to confirm or not whether this individual in his truck was driving through protesters to intentionally hurt someone or if he was driving through the area trying to get to a destination. But either way, his vehicle was stopped. He was dragged from the truck, beaten up, and then kicked in the head um, by peaceful protesters in Portland. Hmm. That was this past weekend. That's 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 <clears throat> that's a la you, Reginald yeah. Denny. A la Reginald Denny. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was roundhouse kicked to the head. Wow! While he was on his knees. Hmm. Uh, so that's that's another peaceful protest moment. Um, and and you, here's the thing: the argument about not not everybody's a rioter. Well, the peaceful protesters aren't stopping these people either. No. They're not telling them to not riot. They're not telling them to not uh, commit violent acts. They're not telling them to not throw bottles. They're not telling them to not injure people. They're not telling them to not set fire to things. Um, so much like the much like the leaps that are made, that if you are uh, you are silent, you are in agreement. You are guilty based on your silence. Mm-hmm. So then that would mean that the, quote, peaceful protesters would be guilty of allowing this to continue since they could have the ability to stop it, and they choose not to. So if you're going to make the argument on one side that you're guilty by association and you're guilty because you didn't stop this if even though you could have, well, I guess that argument works out here. So you can't say they're peaceful protests when there are people that could try to disincentivize this type of behavior and they're not doing it they're allowing things like this and and it's getting worse it's not getting better i mean there are people that are literally taking to the streets simply to cause damage that is the goal they don't go out there singing kumbaya and then all of a sudden decide you know what something ticked me off i'm going to burn it they're heading out there specifically to create havoc and anarchy and so if you you know, are someone who's out there protesting peacefully. If this bothers you that it's this has become the conversation now and it's no longer about peaceful protests, you would think you would want to try and regain control of that narrative, but it's not happening. No, it's not. It's not happening in any way, shape, or form. 
So Texas and or uh, Seattle and Portland continue to devolve in that regard. Now, fortunately for us, we haven't seen that here. We haven't seen the violence. We've no, seen, we've seen some. There, there was there was some high tension yeah, there for a little seen, bit. We've seen some barking back and forth, and we've seen some tension, but we have not seen any, and we haven't seen the violence that that other cities have. You're up at the bottom line, News Radio six ten K one A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, hi there. This is uh, Mark. Yeah, turn your radio down a little bit, Mark. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Hey, uh, yeah, you don't go out there and protest at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, this whole thing was getting out of hand. Uh, and what's going to happen? You know, somebody's going to start getting killed. You're going to start going into a private uh, business, get broken into three or four times, and it's going to be it's going to get it's going to get nasty. And I. I just shake my head, and I don't know where the hell this is going, but it's getting bad, real bad. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. 547-1610-509-547-1610. If you'd like to email the program, you can do that by going to our website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. No, but fortunately for us, like we said, we haven't had the issues that Seattle and Portland have had Um We've seen protests, but we've not seen, fortunately, that extent. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Max calling from Kennewick. What's up, Max? Just want to make a point. Today's police are modern-day heroes. The closest thing we have in our communities for daily heroes are the police. Uh, they have a tough job. They're not paid tremendously well. And it's getting harder all the time. I think they need our support now more than ever. If I was a wealthy man, I'd donate money to hire more cops. Certainly in traffic. We had two crashes on the Blue Bridge within a few hours of each other a few days ago. This town is the worst driving town I've ever been in. But irregardless of that, I think the cops deserve tremendous support from the public and nothing's going to change my opinion about that. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. 547-1610-509-547-1610. Take a quick time out. Come back with final segment. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. 547-1610, if you want to get involved, you can also do it via email. 610-KONA.com, bottom line page, your name, where you're listening and what you would like to say. Final few minutes when we come back. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610-KONA. Final few minutes on your Monday afternoon, 547-1610, if you would like to get involved. Um, mentioned a little bit earlier about the uh, Benton County vote update, 50 or left, 50 counted today. The final vote will be, your final count will be tomorrow at noon, which is certification day. 
Going right to the phones. You're up at the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, Sparky again. Hey, I'll be more serious this time. I thought I'd get a chuckle out of you guys, but here's, here's where we're heading, and, and we've been taught uh, for years that uh, the police will be there in a, in, in a moment's notice, and uh, gun sales and our ammunitions going through the roof. And I'm in the process now of teaching my wife how to use a, a pistol. And I've told her, you come in the back door. You just keep you just keep pulling the trigger. And that's where we're that's where we're heading, guys. It's uh, sad, but it's uh, it's a true it's a true fact. Okay, thanks. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. I I certainly get where he's going with that. I know a lot of people who feel that way. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing is we don't know, we don't know what to expect. I think if 2020 has taught us anything is that we don't know. (laughs) And to a large degree, we're not in control of the situation and we don't know what's coming around the corner, either tomorrow, next week or next year. Um, and that is, that doesn't sit well with a lot of people. I know that for sure. Uh, let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Scott and Vantage. Hi, Scott. What's going on? I just had a thought. Uh, the protests in Portland actually started farther away from this state than the election is. What are these protesters going to do if Trump wins re-election? Well, I don't think they care, Scott. I, I mean, really, I don't think they care about who wins the election. Um, and that seemed to shine through when Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland, made an impassioned plea to them that if they don't stop, they're going to help Trump win the election. And what did they do? They kept on destroying stuff. I don't think they care about Joe Biden. They don't care about Donald Trump. They don't care necessarily about the political process. They want to tear down what it is that currently exists. They want the anarchy and the chaos. They want the United States as we know it to no longer be what it is. And if you if you look at many of these these groups and what they believe, they are definitely socialist leaning entities that want to try and bring in some aspect of Marxism into the United States. They know Joe Biden's not going to do it. They know Ted Wheeler's not going to do it. It's not about Trump. It is about the fact that they have been given the ability and the leeway by the mayors, the city councils, the governments in these cities to continue to act this way. And the longer they're allowed to do it, the longer they will continue to do it, and the more they will take. So they were given inches. They've already taken miles. And they're going to keep taking miles until somebody actually stands up and stops them in those cities. You're talking, what, 80 nights in Portland? Yeah. I mean, that that's almost three straight months. Well, and going back to this latest incident from over the weekend where one of the BLM, quote-unquote, security uh, knocked out a white uh, guy after the guy uh, crashed his truck. Um, So, you know, this is what's going on in Portland, and Ted Wheeler is letting it happen. And to some degree, Kate Brown's letting it happen, too. They're not stopping it. And, uh, 
you know, so now this video is circulating all over the place. And if you do go looking for it, just a warning, it is pretty graphic um, about what happened to this uh, this guy. Uh, but no charges. I mean, there are people who have identified the uh, the attacker um, and know him and, uh, you know, no charges, no, no nothing. So it's just. I'm just, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, there is no way on God's green earth that I'm taking my family to Portland or Seattle Mm -mm. because of, of what is allowed to go on in those two cities. It isn't safe. I can't imagine being somebody who lives there. And I know that that we've heard plenty of stories, uh, you know, from people who live in Seattle who are saying, well, it's not like that everywhere. And, you know, you just, you don't, you don't go to certain areas and that's fine. But how do you know if you're not from that area, why would anybody want to visit there, take a wrong turn and end up getting roundhouse kicked by a BLM security guard? You know, I mean, why, why would you, why would you subject yourself or your family to that? And, and it's funny because you mentioned about the not seeing anything about charges. Yeah, we hear about people getting arrested, but do they get charged or do they just get released? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. There's nothing following. 18 were arrested. Three cops were hurt. 18 people were arrested. Okay, are they going to be charged? Or are they just uh, released in, within a few hours? Yes. Yeah. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Derek from Kennewick. What's up, Derek? I was just going to say... You commented about not taking the families there and stuff, but yeah, you said it was, I forget what the part was, that it was okay, but there's nothing that's okay about any of that. Um, living there, being a part of that, and having to deal with it, I mean, it is just, uh, it's just not okay that they allow those things to happen. And the police officer that's leaving probably is leaving for a different department, a better place to work, better salary, better city council, and probably a better cost of living for he and his family. And I, I give him uh, all the credit in the world for leaving. And if anybody is a law enforcement officer in that area, they should be leaving themselves. Appreciate the call, uh, Darren. That's uh, yeah, good, good call. Uh, just to clarify, um, I know people who live in the city of Seattle, plus I do a lot of research online, and uh, there are plenty of people who uh, who say they live in that city, and I've heard it from my friends who are very quick to defend that their city isn't going through the chaos that is being reported, that, you know, it's just a small group and all this stuff, and... It's only in a certain spot, uh, you know, in the Capitol Hill area, and you know, it's not it's not widespread and all that stuff. And all I could think about was, well, that sure sounds like Jenny Durkin when she said it was a summer of love. So I don't know, you know, people can choose to live there. I, you know, at one point in my life, I thought I wanted to live there, uh, but now I, I I can't even fathom when I will feel good about taking my family to either of those cities. Um, given given what's going on there. That's all for the bottom line. Check of ABC News and then all your local news and weather forecasts coming up on the afternoon report. Stay with us.